Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. You are made strong. In our questions, you are the answers. And in our broken hearts, you are the balm in Gilead. You told me that in today's service, you will pick people up piece by piece and bind them together. People may have looked at you and seen broken glasses. God looks at you and he sees stained windows. God looks at you and he sees collages and artworks that are beautiful. Men broken hearts in today's service. Let us experience your love. Make us strong. Make us strong. God of our salvation in today's service, be God of our emotions. Your word comforts. Your word builds up. We submit ourselves, even the parts of us that we won't let others see. We submit our insecurities to your word today. You are able to make broken vessels whole. So this is us putting our trust in you. This is us saying yes. Yes to your word this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Can you rejoice? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome to church. Welcome to the month of the love code. Hallelujah. I was telling them in the first service that our Canada pastor called me um, sometime yesterday. He said, so this breakfast, is it like <laughs> breakfast? My team is asking, is it like breakfast as in breakfast? Because, you know, this is a guy who married his first girlfriend. She's beautiful. They have a happy marriage. So he doesn't get it. So it was thinking it's like normal breakfast. And then he lives in a country where, you know, if somebody breaks up with you in Nigeria, <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Sorry, different. <laughs> For when someone breaks up with you in Canada. Like in Nigeria, you still have to enter down four. Ha. Nepal will still take, you can't even cry in Nepal. You can't even cry in pinyin lights. So he said, Canadians are asking that, is it like, so I said, no, that in this part of the world. And is it there's nothing good about Nigeria? Celebration just started from here. <laughs> In Israel, when we say breakfast, we mean <laughs> the break heart. The heart break was very fast. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this morning, we'll be talking about overcoming trauma, breakups, and past mistakes this morning. Um, I want to welcome you again to church. If you were not in the first service, see, God is watching. What I'm about to say now, God is what? I know you are the presence of God, but you are in the presence of God. Good. If you were not in the first service, I'm going to read, start from a portion of scripture. Scripture. Hey, Ladru. Canada. Scripture. That you will never have guessed if you were not in the first service. And if you guess that scripture, I'm going to give you a gift. Are you ready? So think of the topic we're doing today and write down the scripture that I'm going to start with. I hope it's not today. Media team says it will be fast. The media team is always fast. Sorry. I love you guys. After protocol. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love all service units equally. Have you written it? So, now, if you get it, don't be, don't be shy. It's okay. Acts chapter 8. You got it, and you were not in the first service. Stand up and come and take the mic. Ah, I'm feeling myself this morning. 
praise the Lord. I want us to read together. You know, this verse of scripture is something that we read when we are talking about the gospel. When we're talking about the Ethiopian eunuch's desire and humility to learn from somebody that was younger than himself or that was of a more lower status than himself. So I want us to read together. Are you ready? You know you didn't get it. So now is your chance to redeem yourself. Also read it now. Good. Are we ready? One, two, ready, go. So God sent, the only God sent Philip to Gaza to meet this guy. All right, let's read. One, two, ready, go. This is such a beautiful verse. So first of all, by the Spirit of God, Philip knows where to go. And he meets a man that is so powerful, so rich. He's, he has treasures. He's in charge of the queen of Candace's treasure. But there's something we miss here. The Bible calls him a eunuch. It's a big word. It's not a very popular word. But you see, in those days, the people who were called eunuchs, had something cut from them, and it was not their hair. Has anybody ever asked you, what part of your body can you sacrifice? And you say, okay, my hair and my fingernails. No. You know the part that you will never mention? Wait, now you in church. Some guys are like, God was telling me not to come. <laughs> that's what's taken out. And that's what makes him a eunuch. For the sake of an earthly kingdom... Something so precious is taken from this man. So he's seated in a chariot. Not many people have chariots, so he's really doing good. He's working for the queen of Candace. He has a great job. He has money. He's wearing beautiful clothes. Maybe clothes that even Philip cannot afford. Someone is driving him. And for some of us this morning, you came in beautiful cars. You came from a beautiful home. On Monday, you're going to a great job. You're wearing amazing clothes. But on the inside, something's cut off. On the inside, something is broken. And I know that this man goes on to trust God for salvation, but there's something bigger going on here. Are you with me this morning? There's some of you, your innocence was taken away at a very young age. So that eunuch is probably going to Jerusalem. Girls are like, ah, oh, so handsome. But he cannot love as he ought to. He doesn't have the capacity to love as he ought to because something is broken. Maybe there's a reason why you keep going from toxic relationship to toxic relationship. Because everything looks okay on the outside, but on the inside, something has been done to you that has caused you to be scarred for life. I remember two years ago asking on a Sunday morning, is there anybody here that knows someone who has not been abused? In Abuja, nobody raised up their hand. In Lagos, one person raised up his hand. But what he didn't know is that I know someone that he knows that has been abused. Praise the name of Jesus. There's a lot of brokenness going on the inside. A lot. So when God brings you to, to Celebration Church and he says, I want you to experience progress and joy in the faith. I know that you're growing in all trans gifts. That you are excelling in excellence. That you are humble. But guess what? He wants you to experience progress and joy in your emotions too. But the story is just beginning. Please open your Bibles. Let's still look. The Spirit of God tells Philip in verse 29, go over and join that chariot. You are wondering, what kind of a message is this this Sunday morning? Today's message is proof that God sees you. 
That nobody else may see the questions that you have or the trauma you've overcome or how that breakup from three years ago is still eating you up because you joke about it, but God sees. So Philip goes to him and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And the eunuch says, how can I understand except someone explains it to me? And I was thinking that if you want someone to explain it to you, the first question will be, what does this thing mean? Let me show you the verse. Verse 32. Now the passage of the scripture he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. Like a lamb before the sharer is silent. You can't find it again, no. So he opens out his mouth. In humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation for his life is taken away from the earth? You are Bible scholars. So when you read this, who do you see? Good. When the eunuch reads this, do you know what he sees? He sees himself. He sees himself. That his own innocence was taken away from him. That like a lamb... He was led to the slaughter. You have to understand. Now, when men want to do vasectomies, they say, I don't want to have kids anymore. It's just a simple outpatient procedure. They put them to sleep. They wake up. It's all gone. If you don't understand, you will. But in this case, these men are butchered. Like a lamb to the slaughter. The humiliation, both physically, emotionally, and otherwise, is difficult to bear. So when he looks at this verse of scripture, he's seeing himself. It's erringly familiar. Who went through this kind of emotion like a lamb before its sharers? The sharers are not the people that are sharing the lamb. Okay, you take one head. You, mm -mm. They are people that are cutting the lamb. Isn't it interesting that God knows what this man has been through? And out of all the scriptures in scripture that he could have been studying, he's studying this one. And the question he asks Philip is this. He said, who is this prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself or someone else? What this prophet is talking about, did he go through it? Or was there somebody else that had to go through this type of humiliation such that his seed is cut off from the earth who will declare his generation? In other words, he won't be able to have children. And so Philip says, this is who he was talking about. And he declares the good news to him. I want to let you know this morning what Hebrews 4 from verse 15 says. It says that you don't have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with your weaknesses, but was tempted in every way. So God cares about your heartbreak. God cares about the things that you've been through. God knows what it is like. To trust yourself with someone and the person betrays you in the worst way. He knows what it's like to love someone and the person doesn't love you back. Praise the name of Jesus. And so he declared the good news to this eunuch. And so this eunuch says, there is water. I should be baptized. But there's a greater baptism that's going on. Of course, there's a baptism of the fact that he's died, died, died in Christ. He resurrected, becomes a new man. But there is also a baptism, a treatment of his emotions, of his soul. God cares. God sees you. It might be a small thing to people, but God sees you. You are not lost in the crowd. Something happened to Hagar, and we don't really pay much attention to her because as Christocentric people, in that marriage, we have a fave. Who is the fave? Sarah is your fave. But we forget that there is a woman who, through very little choice of hers, 
has to marry her master, have a child for him, and then, many of us can relate, they send her and her child packing. And I know you know God by many names, but he reveals himself to Hagar as Elroy, the one who sees. That maybe by choice, you happen to have a child out of wedlock, God sees you. That you were abused and you opened up and nobody believed you, God sees you. Praise the name of Jesus. He sees you. The same way he saw this eunuch. Beyond everything that you have and have achieved. He told me to tell you that he's going to heal you this morning. And so where I want to read next is from the same prophets that brought you healing the eunuch 101. Isaiah Productions Limited. 103 Pound Road. Abah. 51 you work a road on Isha. Gen Z is one understand. They'll be like, what is it on Netflix? What's that? Isaiah 61 verse 1. I love how pastor refers to Isaiah as the Paul of the Old Testament because he's so powerful in prophecy. He said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to do what? To bind up the what? Oh, some people are sleeping in church. He has sent me to do what? To bind up the brokenhearted. I told you this morning, God will pick you up piece by piece and put you together. He will put you together so much that nobody will know that anything was ever broken. That you will wake up and you will have peace. That you will sleep and you will have peace. That the nightmares that plagued you and the insecurities that plagued you will fade away. God wants to bind you up. To wrap you together. Now, many of you did project in the university. Some were like, don't remind me. I don't want to go back there. Did project in the university. They told you, print five copies. Some of you, guilty conscience is catching because you know how much you collected from your mother to print that thing. As God will have it to your mother now, you see your life. They print five copies. So you printed it, most of which still had the blue lines from the internet. Because I cannot, according to a popular philosopher, I cannot come and kill myself. So you've printed this thing, 300 pages in five places. It's flying around. You are looking for stone to hold it. Stapler. This one. Scattered around, and many of us are like that. Somebody just greets you, good morning. Say, ah, if my father did not leave my mother, will you be greeting me like that? I don't blame you, it's my ex I blame. So, because you are married, you come to church and you take my seat because I'm not wearing a ring. I don't even blame you. It's the person that left me on the altar I blame. Any part of you they touch, something is falling apart. And many of us all over the place like that. God will bind you together. Because I remember seeing my project one time we were moving house. After all the scatter, scatter paper, by the time the, those guys at the library, I don't know what they call them. Some of you, your own is Uncle Olu, Uncle Lola, Missy, something. Those people at the library and the printing place. By the time they print, they will sew it, gum it, put it together, you will shake it like this. In one piece, that's what God wants to do with you. He wants to bind up the brokenhearted. I know you know that the Holy Ghost in you is for sanctification and power gifts. He's also here to heal your emotions. Praise the name of Jesus. So it doesn't matter what you are facing this morning. Maybe like that woman caught in the act of adultery, the pains of your past have led to the mistakes of your present and is affecting the decisions you are making that affect your future. No, when you cram something, I want to say it. So no, now. Let me say it so that you'll cut that part. Maybe many of you. <laughs> what matters is that God sees you. 
Some people say, I think I did say it because I can't remember. It's in my notes, I'm the one that wrote it. <laughs> but whether what happened to you was as a result of what you did or what was done to you, there is healing for you in this morning service. So breakfast might be for a moment, but joy. <laughs> I say breakfast <laughs> might be for a moment, <laughs> but joy comes in the morning because breakfast is just one meal, but God is preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Hey, he's anointing your head with oil. Your tears may have been running over. But now, nah. I say, but now, nah. your cup runs over. You are in church. I love it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So some things to note. Because we are covering such a wide topic this morning, I'm going to be dropping points for the different spheres of individuals. I don't even know if that's the right term, but you get me. No, if you don't understand the one, the one I said before, just take it. The first thing I want to say this morning is that Jesus makes whole. What did I say? Jesus makes whole. And this is not just a testimony that is true about scripture. It's a testimony that is true today. We have a pastor in the Abuja church who, before he became born again, was addicted to sexual activity. He shared this on his YouTube channel. The moment he became saved, everything vanished. Till today. I talk a lot about my own struggles with masturbation. And I remember at a point in my life, feeling like, God, I know you've delivered me eternally, but I can't keep struggling with this daily. And God held me by the hand day by day and brought me out until I was completely free. Jesus makes whole. So for some of you, it might be an immediate miracle. For some of you, it might take some time, but it's a miracle nonetheless. The person who has called you is faithful to keep you till the end. To put you together piece by piece. Maybe you thought you were a product of what happened to you when you were a child. But before that time, while you were in your mother's womb, God had said words concerning you. You might, say, you might say, oh, I don't know. You don't know how long this thing has been in my family. Nobody ever stays married. We have an anger problem. When we get angry, all we see is red. No, no, no. The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. That all things have passed away and all things have become new in your life. You have new desires. 1 Corinthians 6 from verse 9. Paul is one. He says, don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the effeminates, nor abusers of themselves, with mankind, nor thieves. He goes on and on. But he doesn't want you to get carried away. He doesn't want to say, Shebi, I said it. Me, I'm not going to heaven. I know myself. It says, and such were some of you. Your English might not be that good, but you know the difference between ah and where. It says, and such were some of you. It's important to God that you don't mistake who you are for who you used to be. You are a new person in Christ. No more in my family, they do this. This is your real family. Regardless of your son name, you have a son name in Christ. The Father God of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. That's the name you carry. Jesus makes whole. And so you must forget your past. You know, we moved house a couple of months ago and one day my daughter said, I want to just go back to our old house. I said, girl, you can't go there. We don't live there anymore. Sometimes she says she wants to go to the house we were staying in Abuja. I said, no, there's another tenant there. You see that your old life? There's another tenant there. You don't live there anymore. Jesus has the ability to make whole. And he wants to do the same for you. The adulterous woman came to him as the lowest ebb in her life. 
Jesus bends down, is writing in the sand because he wants to bring himself to her level. He wants to get his hands dirty because he knows he can make her clean. And so all the people who actually have seen are judging him. Maybe they know what happened to you. Maybe they know what you did. Maybe they know you had a child out of wedlock. Maybe they know you're... All of them have seen. Jesus doesn't have seen, but he doesn't condemn her. He says, go and sin no more. It's not just an instruction. It's an empowerment. Let me say it again. It's not just an instruction. Why would you tell me to go and sin no more if your words don't carry the power to enable me to step out of sin? For someone in service today, this is the word of the Lord to you. Go and sin no more. Hallelujah. I want you to remember the spirit that you have. 2 Timothy 1 from verse 7 says that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power. Power to live above sin. Power to live above your past. Power to forgive. Power to make the right decisions going forward. You think you are weak. It's because you don't know the spirit that you carry. And of love. Then they say, ah, it's very difficult. You know you didn't see love growing up. You were abandoned. You grew up in orphanage. Your parents didn't love each other. The Bible said that God has given you the spirit of love. So the same way he's giving you salvation... And giving you the Holy Ghost, God is confident that you can love because he's giving you the spirit of what? You are in church. And a sound mind. And a sound mind. You're going to have to work on renewing your mind. That's true. But can I tell you something? You have a sound mind as an inheritance in Christ. One breakup almost made you run mad, run mad. No problem. I just came to remind you that you can't be mad because you have a sound mind in Christ. I'm not sleeping at night. This happened to me. Oh, the memories of my trauma. I know your trauma was real. I told you God relates, but there is a greater truth that you must be aware of. You have a sound mind. Somebody say, I have a sound mind. The second thing I want to talk about today is that you should be vulnerable. When I was younger, there were some injuries you would have as a child, and they would wrap them up to heal. They would bind them to heal. But there are some cuts I would have on my dad who say, leave it open so it can dry. Some of us pretend too much. How are you fine? But you are not fine. You are going through stuff. You need to talk to someone. I don't know what it is with our culture that makes it seem as if dying in silence is something people should be giving an award for. I remember speaking to a girl. She was about 18 in 300 level. And she says, you are the first person I'm telling this thing. Since I was a child, my father has been sleeping with me. What? I'm even surprised she survived until that point. Some of you need to be vulnerable about your weaknesses, about your failings. You need to talk to someone. When you come to church and it seems as if the topic is lean, you know how sometimes when they put the topic there, you feel it touch you. You come to church with armor, not the armor of God, your own armor. Like, God, I'm just one. You say that, but like, God, I'm just one. You say, touch everywhere. But you see this forgiveness thing. Don't touch it to God. See business, touch it. God went, touch it. Forgiveness, don't touch. Sorry, very quickly. If you are a counselor in Celebration Church, please stand up. You're a member of our marriage council, counselors, uh, MAP leaders, please stand up. Pastors, please stand up. You guys now. No, I'm not asking you to give up your seats. There's space. I can change my mind. Protocol is there space? No space. <laughs> All right, map leaders, service unit leaders. Well, you people were more than this in first service. What happened? The ones that are outside, let them come inside. I want people to see your face very well. Because it's beautiful that we have a large church, but the pastor cannot attend to everybody one on one. Please, I want you to see the faces of these people. Follow up people. Who have I not called again? 
Four members, please stand up. Good. Fours. Sorry, sir, are you a Fours group member? Please, can you confirm the man in blue what unity belongs to? Please, if you have a challenge, eh? You are struggling with something. Please, talk to these people. Please, you can sit down. Please, guys should talk to who? And ladies should talk to who? Don't say what I'm going through. I'm a girl, but only a man can understand. Mm. Say, PL said, hmm. Praise the Lord. Next step, I want to touch a little bit on breakups. And I want to mention that just because a relationship failed does not mean you failed in life. Some of you, after your last breakup, you didn't move on. You didn't move on like, oh my God, I should have married this person. Then the person marries someone else. There is a term for people that like married people, regardless of whether they are not your ex. It starts with A-D. And it's not adult. Some of you need to move on. In my book, Dating Intelligently, this yellow book, hmm, beautiful book. If you've read it, let me see your hands. God bless. This is my church. I love you guys so much. So I talk about when to know that a relationship should end in a breakup. There are some relationships, they break up. You say, P.L., oh my God, <laughs> broke. <laughs> we've broken up. So inside, I'm like, yeah. As I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You don't have to marry someone because you've been dating them for long. It's like you are going somewhere. You're not telling you, this is the wrong route, though. If you keep going, so you end up in a dama when I say, I've gone too far to turn back now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, because a relationship ends doesn't mean you've, your life is over. Do you understand? Despite that, God still has sons. God still has daughters. Like, I have an older sister who is six years older than I am. I, I, she got married after me. So you can imagine how old she was when she got married. And she went through some very interesting breakups. You know how you'll be dating someone, you are talking about marriage. The next thing, the guy will just say, I only see you as a sister. <laughs> ha, my sister, eh, God. I just want to thank God. God did not just give her good ones, but he gave her the one that is also finer than the other one. <laughs> I'm just saying, Lord, don't worry. God has sons. God has daughters. God will give you the one that is better than the one that broke your heart. Somebody did not say amen. amen. Next thing, choose forgiveness. Especially in cases of abuse, it's important that people are held accountable so that they don't keep abusing other people. Do you understand? For every abuser there are at least 10 more victims, especially in cases of physical abuse. But for some of you, you bearing that grudge eh, is not going to make the person stop. So sometimes you need to report to the appropriate authorities, but you now need to work on forgiveness for your own self. Being unforgiving is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. So for your own healing, you need to move on. Some of you, the person you are holding in your heart, oh, this is by the Spirit of God. It's not even as if the person abused you or they broke your heart. You were in a situationship with the person. Situationship implies that there is a relationship, but only one person is inside. And then the person, my, I'll never forget a friend of mine telling me that. The day she got engaged, one of her friends blocked her. <laughs> the guy had not said anything. She said, I'm engaged though. Boom, that was the last day. That's a word for someone here. Better speak up or forever hold your peace. <laughs> so choose forgiveness. Some of you is childhood trauma. You are abused in a home. I'll never forget a case I dealt with a couple of years back. A young lady abused by an uncle. She tells her grandmother, who is the head of that particular home, and the grandmother says, you're lying. She was a child. By the time I met this girl, she was about to be expelled. Little wonder. Because there are some scars that people carry for life. And if it's not arrested on time, 
it can land them into trouble. So the grandmother tells her, better apologize to this man for lying against him. And so she has to apologize to her abuser. And he says, no problem, don't do that again. People are broken. Try and be kind. That's by the way. So for some of you, it's that family member that didn't protect you as a child. And many times they didn't protect you because they didn't know better. So you need to forgive. Some of you need to forgive your parents. You are definitely not going to leave your daughter with any uncle going forward. Or forgive your parents for doing it. Are you with me this morning? Beautiful. The next thing I want to say, you are going to love it because it's almost the opposite of what I said first. Protect your vulnerabilities. What did I say? People at the back didn't hear. Please, can you help me echo it? Very important. Some of us are too trusting. I know you've heard it before, but maybe because you didn't hear it in CCI. Because you meet somebody in church doesn't mean you can trust them. Should I say it again? Because you meet someone in church doesn't mean you can trust them. This is both for guys and ladies. Some of you, your spec, you know these dark Yoruba girls, the ones that are plump. When you see them coming like this, I want to adjure you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. When you see your speck, you are in a relationship, you are married, or your speck does not know the Lord. They are coming like this. PL said, in the name of Jesus, that you should what? You go the other way. See, I can sleep on the same bed with you again. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Well done. Because instead of blood, you have anointing oil flowing in there. It's, it's, it's shut up in your bones. Sorry, because I don't have a very spiritual way to say it, I will say it this way. Let's all be giving ourselves brain. Yes, we got to preach somewhere. I now saw one guy. The guy is fine. I rarely see fine guys because I'm mean. Have you seen my husband? I said, I wish some girls are screaming in this church. <laughs> watching you. And then the guy happened to also be like around my age. So he said, give me your number. So I don't know if it's intentionally or by mistake. I gave him the wrong number. He didn't want anything, no. But I noticed it was fine. So it's a what? Problem. I gave him. He said, the number is not going. I said, don't worry. I'll call you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been three years, or four, or five. I don't know. It's not, it's not everybody. There's some people, you just see them on Instagram. Ah, too fine. We are in handkerchief, blocked. Yes. It's not everybody you should... Can I, can I preach this morning? It's not everybody you should preach to... Some you refer them. <laughs> Jesus said they refer. He was speaking to Paul, long speech. He said, This person will come to you, he will tell you the words by which you'll be saved. That's what some of you need to do. So I just want to know the Lord. He said, Okay, this is my friend. She knows the Bible better than me. <laughs> she will tell you the words by which you'll be saved. So I just want to grow spiritually. <laughs> brother, this brother will help you to grow spiritually. It's important, though. There, was, there are some people that message pastor on Instagram. Pastor say, hmm, babe, come and see. So we'll have discussion. Maybe she sincerely wants to. There are some that are very forward. I like you. Come to church. We'll be there. Uh, I may not be there, but I will introduce them. I will think about it. Then they go away or they are blocked. So they are looking for who is that fine pastor. They can't find him because he has protected himself. He has shown his wife. Are you guys with me this morning? Protect. Oh, see, everybody has 
one or two areas they struggle in. Do you understand? So you protect yourself. Please, listen to me very carefully. In cases of abuse, it doesn't matter what somebody else is wearing. No means what? I know some of us, maybe we didn't know that. No, when you're walking on the road, especially in Yaba, God, I hated when I was doing my mother's in Unilag. I used to pass one corner like this. For a woman not to feel safe around you, you have to realize it's a problem. So somebody is touching you, like, don't touch me. Say, ah, you're not even fine. You're not even dead yet. Don't be a man, go marry you. Some guys, that's their mind. Your own is in English, but that's your mindset. So some of us need to go through some mind restructuring. Regardless of the mistakes of the past, you have a future ahead of you so you can do better going forward. That's all I'm saying. Are you in church this morning? So you protect your vulnerabilities. Please, very, very important. There's someone that used to want to give my husband all the details of a rape. Then he did this. Then things I can't say. And it wasn't just once. After my pastor said, <clears throat> it is well, please speak to my wife. Out to tomorrow, I'm still waiting for that appointment. Protect your vulnerabilities. Dressing is very important. I'm not saying that somebody raped somebody because of what they wore. I didn't say that. When you are cutting these parts, bloggers, Insta blog, Twitter people. Uh -huh, just, maybe this lover is one of us. Not one of us, one of the people that visit, not one of us, us. But maybe the reason why you keep attracting some guys is because of the way you dress. I will start selling wig after this. Just pick some people's wig now, start selling it. <laughs> See what the guys that makes you just want to sleep, you just want one thing. The Many times, it is the advert that determines the customer's seller. Some guys are chopping constant breakfast also because of the kind of girls that they pursue. There was a voice note I heard. <laughs> they are driving. 2012 Benz, 7 million. Do you know the cars have entered? <laughs> Everything's wrong with that statement, by the way. On that one, I heard. This one touched my stone. Say, you are short. You are poor. You are even studying animal <laughs> science. <laughs> I can never date you. I don't blame the girl because, I mean, some people can't help themselves. Wisdom, common sense is not that common. But as a guy, I'm wondering, what attracted you? You keep dating girls that are looking for money and are wondering why you're always chopping breakfast. It's because they can't stay with you till dinner. They have to go and look for dinner elsewhere. Oh yeah, allow me to breathe. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Next point. Avoid projecting. Projecting. Your boyfriend raises his voice more. He said, that's how my father used to beat my mom. He didn't allow her to fulfill destiny. I'm not doing again. <laughs> Meanwhile, you stop on pass. I didn't say beating is allowed, though. Should people are following the conversation? Mm -hmm. Before they will say, she said, avoid projecting. In this internet, I talk about how some people carry ghosts of relationship pasts into the present. Please get my book. You can pre-order it today. New edition comes out next week with the audiobook. They carry ghosts of relationship pasts into the present. I met a girl. She said, my boyfriend is cheating. I said, how do you know? She said, I don't know how I know, but I know. <laughs> so I now understood the format. I said, so what happened to your... Just human. What happens to your last relationship? My last relationship, my boyfriend cheated. So you carry the sins of the son of Pharaoh to put upon the sins of the son of God. Why? Some of you need to do better. 
You need to even be aware of what your insecurities are. Some of you, you've never said it out loud. Now, the reason why you don't want a woman that has a good job is because your mom was any more than your dad and she showed him pepe. So you need to go back, check yourself. Why do I speak to my spouse this way? Why do I have this mindset that I have? Then you adjust it so your new relationship doesn't suffer for it. Next step, don't make temporary decisions. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary mistakes. I'll give one example so that you get this one straight on. So what we teach as a church is abstinence. In other words, you don't sleep with someone until you are what? Married. What they teach in the world is if you want to do it, Use something called what? Sorry. I'm here. It's not preservation. <laughs> Protection. CD. Implant. Sorry, let me not teach you about it. Use protection. Whatever that means to you, take it like that. But sometimes people make mistakes. And why we don't encourage you to do that? Because sexual sin is a real thing. But can I let you know something? God cares more about the preservation of your future than the mistakes of your what? So what some people do is, maybe something happened, they didn't use protection, they had unwanted sex. They get pregnant. The solution to being pregnant out of wedlock. Are you in church this morning? If you are a parent listening to me, if you have a sister or a brother, or this is you, the solution to being pregnant out of wedlock is not marrying somebody you should not have married in the first place because of a child. Are you in church this morning? Some of you, you, are, you found yourself in a home where your father married your mother because of pregnancy. It ended in tears. Some of the tears, you are still crying them now. It's a different thing if it was a godly relationship, one thing led to another, then you can get married. But if, if there was no baby, you would never consider this person. Please, let it be like that. Are you here with me? You say, oh, I just want to make up for my mistakes. How do you make up for your mistakes? Number one, by not doing it again. You have one child out of wedlock mistake. The second time, how are you mistakenly? <laughs> Even if it has happened before, the days of ignorance, God has winked out. I'm preaching this message not to judge you. Everybody has had their struggles. I'm preaching it so that wherever you are now, know that God has a plan for you. He has a hope for you. He has a future for you. And you can take the lessons from today. You forget the regrets of yesterday and go forward in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So this is important. Don't make decisions that will keep you in pain for the rest of your life. Marrying someone would not make a, an unhealthy relationship healthy. Say, he's beating me just because we're not yet married. Say, the way she just keeps asking for money is because we're not, by the time we're married, you see that I don't really have anything. Oh, yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. Please, very, very important. You know, the woman Rahab had been through a lot. Probably by choice. She was a harlot. And then spies come into um, Jericho and she helps them out. And she says something incredibly powerful in Joshua chapter 2 from verse 11b. She says, for the Lord your God is in heaven above and on the earth below. In other words, despite what I've been through and what I've done, I have faith in this God that is above my mistakes. I have faith in this God that is above the challenges I faced. And Rahab is such a beautiful story because God delivers her from Jericho as a result of her faith. And then later, God puts her in a relationship. Some of you are waiting for a relationship to deliver you. You watch too many cartoons growing up. You don't know the difference between reality and fiction. God is the one who delivers you. And he can deliver you and then connect you with someone. Praise the Lord. And so the next thing I want to talk about as I begin to round off this morning is that the supernatural God can intervene supernaturally in your relationships. Are you in church this morning? All right. Glory to God. Some of you need to stretch a little bit. Hot word like this. You are dozing. Uh -uh. The supernatural God 
can intervene supernaturally in your relationships. There are so many things to see in the story of Mary. But what you might not realize is that it remains small like this. Mary would have dropped breakfast. Just, Messi said no. Joseph would have just gone to Insta blog. That's another thing. Things are not going right in the relationship. He wants to keep it. He wants to end it quietly. Some of you, if you know what I've been through, you're crying on live video. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Is by the mercy of God, God saying, okay, I'm going to show up to this guy in a dream. That's how she didn't chop breakfast. So there are some of you here who are going through a difficult time in your marriage or relationship. Can I encourage you to trust God to intervene? That you can trust God to work on the heart of that spouse or that person who wants to break off that engagement for a healthy relationship. That you can trust God for your spouse's marriage that he can intervene. See what he did with Boaz and Ruth. For some of you, it's loss you're struggling with. I remember a lady telling me, she said, I was dating this guy, amazing guy, and then he died. It's been two years. I can't move on. God comforts you. God comforts you. The Bible says in Psalm 68, verse 6, that God settles the solitary in families. So yes, you choose a spouse. God doesn't choose for you. But every once in a while, God connects. And so your heart must be open to that. The next thing I want to talk about as I really begin to round off this morning, and I really mean it this time, is breaking the cycle of abuse. Why is your child, your male child, sleeping on the same bed with an auntie? Why are you allowing your children move about naked where grown-ups are? He said, they are just children. They don't know anything. They don't know anything. Think about it. Everybody here knows someone that was abused as a child. And I don't just mean ladies. I mean guys. Can we be honest this morning? I remember working in, in a newspaper house years ago. And I'm in a department and they're just in those ones. They don't have filter. So everybody's talking about how they lost their virginity. There are six guys here, different age groups. And it's shocking to me that even they don't realize that they were all abused as children. That one person at eight years old will go and sleep in the auntie's house and during the night, the auntie will come and have sex with them. And somebody said something. So every time I go back home after spending the night in that auntie's house, my mom will not even ask me that. You two, they sleep. You know they sleep for there. Because when guys talk about it, it's a joke. Like, do you know? Ah, ah. They think, some of them think it's something to brag about. But there is a brokenness, a vulnerability. God came for men this morning came from, if you notice, for men and women. So now you don't understand why you see women the way you see them. Every woman you see is naked because it's been long since someone messed with your mind. So while there is healing this morning, we must change the trajectory for our children. My girls don't sit on any uncle's lap. If you are offended, so PL doesn't trust me. I don't trust anybody. It's not my job to protect your emotions. It's my job to protect my kids. You will hear cases, drivers. They send you to take children to school. They will stop somewhere to start molesting. The, let me not even use the words that actually, of what actually happens. When you are protecting your children, I'm not asking about projecting your fears on them. Say, ah. So you said, maybe your, your child said something, something boyfriend. You say, ah, you are spoiled. Though. You start beating them. They can't talk to you. You can't listen to them. You can't observe. We need to stop it. See, eh? many times when we are parenting, we're focused on the things that don't really count. You came second. The person that came first, so they have two heads. My father never asked me such a question. Never. But I knew 
that there was a place I felt safe, I was protected, and that there were boundaries. You need to establish those boundaries. Among your siblings, among your friends, they should be shy to be naked. When my girls want to change, I'm not saying I'm a perfect mom, I'm just sharing examples with you people. You say, daddy is here, daddy is a boy, you can't change here. It's important, both your male kids and your female kids, protect them so that we break this cycle once and for all. Praise the name of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the same comfort we ourselves have received from the Lord. This is so powerful. The reason why you can preach to a prostitute is because Rahab was a prostitute. Are you in church? The reason why some people can see me and say, oh, I read a free ebook you gave, or I watched your video, I overcame masturbation, is because I've been through the same thing myself. The reason why some people can relate and hear the gospel from you is because of the things you've been through. God wanted to let you know this morning that he's comforting you and that you will comfort others with that same comfort. That like that woman caught in the act of adultery, when you remember what Jesus did for you, how he was present with you in your shame, and you see somebody else in the same situation, you can do the same for her. Like the Samaritan woman who would be married four times and divorced. When you see another person who's been divorced like you, you can say, well, God hates divorce, but he loves you more. The comfort you've received as a result of your pain is so that you can comfort others. God will make a ministry out of that mess. In your life, he will do it. Please close your eyes this morning. In the book of Acts, it's so powerful that we see the healing of this eunuch. That he had pains that were hidden, but Jesus could see. But the Holy Ghost could see. Just lift up your hands as we pray. Father, some of us have trusted in broken systems. In relationship after relationship to make us whole. But now we trust in you. The God who is able to keep us until the last day, to give us eternal life, but to heal every broken heart. The God who binds up the brokenhearted, we trust you. And Father, for everything that each and every one of us has been through, it may be small in the eyes of some, it may be too big for some to handle, but you understand and you see. And today, Father, all across this room and online, all over the world, we deliver our pain to you. In exchange, we take the oil of gladness. Use us for your glory. Let every weeping be turned into dancing. Let every sorrow be turned into true gladness. We give you our vulnerabilities and we take your strength. The devil thought it was for evil. That devil lied. He thought it was so that it will make us depressed. But today, everything that the devil thought was for evil, we turn it around for good. In the name of Jesus. For the divorces and the heartbreaks and the mistakes and the abuse, we turn it around for good. Let others be comforted with the comfort we have received. Let the comfort of your Holy Ghost, let your sit Like the balm in Gilead, let it soothe every broken heart. Jesus, you told me you will make whole today. We may have come broken, we live whole. 
If you can do it for the body and for the spirit, you can do it for the soul. God of our salvation, we trust you with our emotions. Good Father, healer, we trust you. And we rejoice in your goodness. Can you rejoice in his goodness? We rejoice in your goodness. God of all comforts, we rejoice in you. Even in the situations where it seems like we don't have answers or we don't have closure, we rest because you are the answer. We give you praise and glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings. <laughs>